Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and a place where we get to delve into all sorts of improv topics. And today we are talking to the fantastic Tom Jenkinson. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're even available on Amazon Podcasts, which means that you can ask Alexa to play the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Tom's true story about making stuff up. And please welcome this week's guest. It's Tom. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hi. Oh my God, looking better in the photos. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah, I'm super excited to have you on because you're someone I don't really know, and I love when I get to chat to new people from the LCI community and just find out uh, what is going on currently uh, with LCI. So okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you first of all. How did you get involved in Liverpool Comedy Improv? Uh, well, it's actually a like, um, bit of a long story. So what happened was, because I'm studying drama at, um, at uni, and what happened was that we, was, we, were, um, we were picking out um, optional modules. Like, um, there were options like, like acting through camera or acting through song and stuff like that. But literally, like, the day we got, um, we made to choose them, uh, we were told that, Someone was teaching an improv module. Oh. So I decided to sign up for it. And so me and two other guys decided to sign up for it. And um, do, do you know who Trev Fleming is? I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he taught us. Okay. Yeah. So what happened was that um, we were prepping for this show that we were going to do about like um, about six, five, six weeks. And so he suggested that we go to LCI to, okay. um, like, practice for a bit and, like, meet new people at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, so before that module came along, did you have experience in improv or was that your first sort of opportunity to get involved in it? Uh, a little bit because, um, like, when when I started my course, that was, like, back in 2020 and that was when, you know, COVID happened. Yeah. So most of that was, like doing stuff online like and that was like really difficult um for example there was, there was um there was one bit where we were doing the scene for like this show about um like Brecht or something and what happened was that uh like say the size of this room here like yeah. it's like really small so there was one bit where I had to put a hat on and like what happened was um I was behind my bed and the hat was there so I tried to put the hat on and it's like crawl like really, really low back to my camera. <laughs> and then, like raise my head up like some kind of ghost out of a horror film. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um but actually uh one thing that we did outside of the online stuff was an improv course. And um Mark Smith was teaching it. Joe, Joe Mark. I don't know Mark. Well, he, he was teaching that, and um, like most of us didn't like it. I mean, I, I liked it, but most of us didn't like it because um, they did find it quite difficult because they didn't know I wasn't um, 
it was a little bit hard to come up with stuff on the spot and it was a bit difficult to recognize what to do but for me it just felt like completely natural like this was a, a massive space that I could be whoever I wanted to be and just create characters on the spot and that's like why I enjoyed it the most yeah well it's interesting to get the perspective of an actor that likes improv because there are I know there's lots of actors that don't like improv I've done a previous episode of the show where I, I had uh, a professional actor friend of mine come on and and talk about improv because he's not a massive fan of improv um so it is it is good to see that there is a balance and that there are drama people out there that yeah. enjoy improv and enjoy the the opportunity to create from the spot and not just rely on direction. Mm-hmm. And the thing about, thing about it is that, um, to be honest, they can't really decide if I like improv more or like scripted work more because I like the whole creative side of improv and how you can just make up characters on the spot. But at the same time, I like to get to know my characters more and like get into like a more deeper insight into them and like to know, understand what they feel, how they feel, how they feel about other people, how they interact with other people, stuff like that. And I have this like magical ability to remember scripts for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so with the improv, have you done more short form stuff? Have you delved into the long form stuff? Do you have a preference? Uh, mainly it's just short form stuff, but we are like moving on. To, I think we're like moving on to more long form stuff, I think. Right. Yeah. And had you watched shows like Whose Lines It Anyway in the past? And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when it comes to the short form stuff, is there a particular type of game that you're like, yeah, that's my type of game? And are there games that you're like, ooh, that one's not, not, not for me? Uh, well, do you know what? I think I'll say one I like and one I don't like. Okay. So okay. what I like is Hey, Fred Schneider. That's like my all time favorite improv game because. <laughs> like, um, Love, Love Shack is like one of my favorite songs of all time. And so, when I, because Trev taught us this game. And okay. so, like, this came as like, a complete surprise to me. So, so, what, what, how, do, do you know how it works, the, the game? Uh, no, please uh, explain the game. Okay. So, how it works is um, the tune actually goes to Love Shack and how Fred Schneider sings in the song. So, the tune starts with. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? And after that, you just say whatever comes out of your mouth. So, hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? I'm kicking my shoes off and jumping on the bed. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? I'm cooking burgers on a cold barbecue. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? And just keep going on, on and on and on until you just get very, very tired. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fun game. Yeah, it is, it is fun. And um, one I don't like is... Oh, bunny bunny oh yeah it's, I, I it's just like so it's it's a really awkward atmosphere i think like doing all the different movements and as well as that they're really hard to remember as well like um one time we were doing it i just got like so flustered that i just couldn't stop laughing when, when, when we were doing it <laughs> i was just like <laughs> like that and i was thinking oh my god what, why oh my god i'm in this what's going on what is going on? Yeah, I think I think if you come into a session 
and and you haven't done improv before and and the first thing you see is buddy bunny you're like what yeah <laughs> what on earth is this yeah and, the, and they say it's like it's not a cult but i'm thinking yeah that's a cult. <laughs> now uh, just talking about warm-up games in general i speak about warm-up games a lot with people when i'm talking about improv and i i don't actually enjoy warm-up games really i i like to just jump straight in and just get right into the the good stuff into the games but i know lots of people need the warm-up games as like a way to clear their head and focus uh, yeah and i i don't really find many people that agree with me in in that they'd rather just jump straight in because for me i'm like generally with my job i talk all day and i feel like i'm just ready to just go and get like a full two hours of just the meaty yeah. stuff without yeah. the warm-up I get that. Uh, but lots lots of people well, most people i speak to uh really appreciate the warm-ups yeah, you yeah they would because it's like it's that. like a method to um relax like burn off the energy but at the same time it like it gets them in the zone of improv and it gets them like in a more positive mindset and allows them to create characters from just top of your head yeah mm-hmm. so you mentioned about studying during that pandemic period yeah i'd like to talk to you about that because okay. i've not really spoken to anyone that was studying during that period um so what was it like to have that uni experience in an online format um well it, it feels like really different to how it feels now but like when I when I first um, found out that like the whole COVID experience was actually happening, I was thinking, "Wow, I'm, I've I've never I've never been in this position before. Like I've never had to do like stuff like online school ever." But I think like, the more the more it went on, like the more I got used to it. And um, like last year, I actually moved to Liverpool to be closer to the uni. But it's it's like jumping from one position to another, and it does get like quite. Um, oh, I'm trying, trying to find a word. Uh, flabbergasting, if that's the right word. Yeah, yeah. But it does. It, I got used to it quite quite easily because, like all the teachers, they're so like welcoming and they're so um, used to it. Like used used to it, not with the whole online experience, but they're used to it with teaching people, and they're used to it with the whole atmosphere to it. So do you feel that even though the on online the lessons and things were good, do you feel slightly robbed of the experience of, of, of uni? Uh I did like back then because back then I was I was at home with my mum and my dad. But and like it was it did feel quite awkward um doing it at home, you know, like studying all the time and like being like super busy most of the time because like before before I got into college, I spent like at least about a few months. When, when did the COVID start? Was it like March? March, March two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So I spent like from March to September working through a specific routine. Like I'd, I'd go out or go for a walk somewhere. I'd um, go to the shop. Sometimes I'd cook for my, my family. And I got used to that routine. But then in September, I had to create a completely new routine for myself 
Yeah. And it, it did feel quite difficult at the time. But the more the more I got used to it, like the more it was comfortable for me and the more lifelike it felt to me, if that's the right word. Yeah. Now, how did the the course deal with because obviously a, a drama anything that's sort of teaching you drama often revolves around preparing for shows and performances how yeah. did that side of things work online um very very awkwardly because we to be honest like for the first year of the course we didn't do much physical work it was mostly just online but we did do um a couple of performances online and that was like a little bit difficult for all of us because most of us were just confined to these spaces like bedrooms or all sorts of positions. Yeah. And we had to like find different ways of how we could experiment with stuff. For example, like putting our cameras in different places or like experiments with the different backgrounds we could use for, for Zoom. And we also had to work with like turning your microphone on and off again so that you couldn't talk and stuff like that. And that was... That was like very difficult to get used to, but through time I got like I got more comfortable with it, and the more they were more comfortable with it. Yeah, I think it's interesting because you know people were forced to change to yeah. to keep things happening, and for that period of, of lockdown and things like the whole world started to connect in a way they hadn't connected before. Like the improv world just completely exploded and there were sessions going on like LCI were running sessions and there were people there from America, Australia, uh, Asia, just all in these sessions. Oh. And people formed connections that were so strong that even though the world has kind of gone back to normal, people don't want to lose those connections. So this, this online improv world still exists massively. And it's great because you know, the pandemic was a terrible thing for, for yeah. lots of yeah. people, but because of the way people adapted, some really great things have, have come from it. And it it's great that people are still able to use like Zoom and, and other platforms to connect. Like my group, the Oikers, we have most of our sessions online. Like we, we meet every other week online. We have the odd in-person session, but because we're dotted about, it's just so much easier for us to have our regular sessions online. Yeah. So it's, it's cool how there, there was a place for it and it was needed, but it didn't just disappear. People are still like, Oh yeah, this is, this is actually a really good thing. We can keep this moving forward. Yeah. That, that was, the, that was quite similar for um, like back through lockdown instead of um, going around to places, we had to call people through zoom, like, uh, We'd used to call my grandparents for Zoom sometimes, and like my uncle would join in sometimes. And that did feel quite um, different to what we were used to because before lockdown, we'd just go to see them like at least once, once a week or once a fortnight. Yeah. But I think the more we got used to it, like the more com comfortable we felt with it. Like we, we'd used to, we'd used to um, play stuff like board games and stuff like that. And we'd used to play, uh, oh, What's that game called? Um, heads, uh, no, not heads up. Um, Psych, Psych. That was that was one. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good experience when, when when that was happening. Something I discovered during lockdown uh, about board games is that 
there's sites you can play them online. Uh, so I was having board game sessions online with friends. That was uh, a fun and different experience. Nice. Um, so moving forward now with, with improv, what are your sort of improv aspirations? Um, well, actually, I'm in a group now. We, we some um, like the group that me and Trevor, like uh, the Trevor Toss, we've actually formed some kind of group now. And um, we are working on like more to like how, how we're developing as a group and how um, how joined up we are and how we uh, want to where we want to go with this. But I think we decided that we want to work on more with more development and like working on our skills more because there are a couple of us who are like less experienced with improv than, than most than some of us. Right. So we want to work to improve that more before we start like thinking about shows and stuff like that or promo work and stuff like that. So what sort of troop are you? Are you a short form troop, long form troop? Uh, I think it's like a mixture of both. I think we need to work more on the, um, the long form kind of structure. But the short form structure, I think we've we've um, completely. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say mastered. I'd say we're adept. I'd say. <laughs> and have you been going to the the Bus Birds and Friends shows and, and looking at other troops and how they do things? Oh yeah, yeah. And we have been like um, researching like other tactics we can use to develop our skills more. And we have been like taking a lot of inspiration from different kind of artists, like yeah. um, Colin Mockery as well. Oh yeah, take a lot of inspiration for him too. Yeah, I'm a big Colin Mockery fan. Yeah, he's just so so clever in what he does. Yeah, yeah. and he he plays it that he's the fool most of the time, but to play the fool that well is such a skill. Yeah, <laughs> and um, just like even just his little one-liners and stuff, he comes out with to have so many original ideas because he's done a gazillion episodes of Who's Light and he still always has something new to say. Yeah, yeah. How old is he now? How old is he now? He's like about 70, 72 now? Uh, yeah, I don't actually know how old he is, but I, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. But he's still just... And something else I love about him as well is there's lots of, there's lots of elements of improv that people will shy away from because they don't like it. So musical improv, for example, people will say, oh, I don't like the, don't like the singing. I, I don't want to do that. And Colin's approach is, yeah, he doesn't like the singing games, but he will approach it in a way that he will sort of spectacularly fail and make it, make it fun. So like he enjoys sort of leaning into the fact that yeah, I don't like this and people are going to see that I don't like this, but I'm going to yeah. make that the entertainment. Yeah, I, I tried that one one time um, through, well, in LCI. Do, do you know him? Have you met Eddie? Yes, Eddie yes. O'Hare. Yes, I know Eddie. Yeah, um, <laughs> there, was one, there was one time where um, me and him were doing a scene together. Like, a, I think it was like a, free, like a free line scene. And um, I basically started the entire scene by singing the chorus of Creature of the Night from the Rocky, Rocky Horror Show. Okay. And so I was like, ah, I want to be daddy. Touch me, touch me, fulfill me. Creature of the night. And then Eddie came up next to me and said, can you speak in a language that I understand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love... He is hilarious, Eddie. I love Eddie because he just 
throws curveball after curveball. You just don't know what you're going to get from him. And yeah. he, he is someone that I do uh, plan to get on, on the show at some point. I'm, I'm hoping over the summer to try and, and make that yeah. happen because I would love... Yeah, it's, it's sick. I would love to try and get into Eddie's mind and, and see where these ideas come from. Definitely. Um, so I had the pleasure of interviewing Laura Hall from oh. Who's Lines It Anyway not that long ago and got to speak about um, well, musical improv in particular. And you said there that you sung in in that scene. Have you have you attempted any actual musical improv sessions? Uh, no, no. Is it something that if it was to come up that you would embrace, do you think? Um, maybe, maybe, yeah. And how are you in general with sort of putting yourself out there? Uh, do you like to, because I know some great improvisers, but they know what they like and they'll stick to what they like. And I know others that will just, oh yeah, I'll give that a go. I'll give that a go. And they'll they'll try anything. Which sort of, which side of the fence are you on there? Uh, well, to be honest, I think I'm game for, for anything. Yeah. Because like, my whole remit for improv is that, like, I can be who I want to be. Because when I'm acting, I feel like I'm being myself, even though I'm becoming someone completely new. Yeah. So I think I'm game for basically doing anything. And when you're doing more sort of traditional drama-based activities, uh, whether you're, I don't know, let's say you're rehearsing for a play or something, and you in the moment think oh this character would do this are you quite confident to to sort of use your improv skills or would you think it and then discuss it with the director after uh no no i, I feel quite confident using my improv skills because once i've read the script i can like understand how this this, this character feels and i can understand their own mindset so i think maybe if i can improvise a completely different uh line or just a completely different body body gesture or facial expression then that can add like a lot of uh development or emotion to the character and that can make the audience like connect with them more yeah i think i like it when when the actor has a really clear vision for the character because yeah. I've I've done a lot of work, sort of writing and directing, but it was predominantly working with children. So I, I've written lots of pantomimes and things, uh, working with children. And when I've written a script, I have a clear idea in my head of what I think the character is. But then it's great when you see someone else take it, and it's like, oh yeah, they've given it a different, a different spin to yeah. what was in my head. But I. Unless there's a very specific thing I'm looking for. Sometimes I might be like, oh, no, the villain, the main villain has to have this little element. But other than that, I tend to just let people run with it because I think, oh, if if that's how they see it and that's the part that I have cast them for, then I'm quite happy to actually give them mostly free reign to act that out how they see fit. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea because it allows them to completely design the character like in their own way but at the same time they're sticking to the script and they're sticking to like how 
they view this character. Like that, I actually have an example for this because um, a few months ago, like back in, uh, I think it was uh, November, I think it was, I was actually acting in a short film. I was helping these these students from another, another um, uni film, like a short horror film for their course. Yeah. And so what they made me do was that, um, like at, at the same time, they'd give me like a script and they'd have to, because I was like the monster of this film. Okay. And whilst they did give me a script on like how to move and how to like all the mannerisms of this monster, at the same time, I like suggested ideas that this monster could do. So for example, I suggested I could like crawl around on the floor, like, like, a, like a golem kind of movement. Yeah. And I'd look like a lot more like less human. My my objective was to look less human and more like monster like, and we have more mon- mannerisms of this creature that has invaded this this woman's house and is out to to get her. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, so have have you done lots of roles like that where you're helping out students? Oh no, that that was my, that was my first one. Your first one. And uh, is it something you'll be looking to try and do more of in future? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And I'd like to talk to you about your troupe a bit now. So we spoke a bit about your improv troupe before. Um, do you have a name? Um, we are thinking about changing it, but um, right now we're called Trevor's Terrors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit, bit of an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> so basically, the story behind that was that... Um, Whilst Trevor was teaching, I was actually made a, a Facebook group for us to like communicate, and so I decided to just go with the flow and called it Trevor's Terrace. <laughs> and nice. that, that is basically what, the, what we are, Terrace. <laughs> and how many are in the group? Um, right now, there's four of us, but we are like okay. our, our little um, recruitment sweep, I think. Okay, cool. So. I'm I'm interested in this and and how groups run because in my group we the Oikers there's there's like a nine of us but it's rare that we're all able to like do shows and things so yeah uh, we're able to just sort of pick oh yeah yeah if you're available for that show great then that's our little group for that show and we'll just work it out um, mm-hmm. but yeah with you having four that puts a lot of pressure on people. So it makes sense to, to try and open yeah. up a bit more, get some. Yeah. So how will you go about that process of, of welcoming people into the group? Uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely sure, but like, like most of us like now, um, we basically met through, through this group that Trev made for us. Yeah. And um, we are considering like going through um, our entire course and see who else is interested in it but i am thinking about like um suggesting to them we go like we look outside of it we look to people who who like aren't part of the course but are still interested in improv itself and are still interested in joining the group yeah yeah it's a good way to go like using your improv connections the the people that you meet in drop-ins and things like that because Mm -hmm. uh it can be really good to get people with like different perspectives, different routes, because if you've all been trained in the same way, if someone else comes and they've had slightly different training, then it can be, uh, it can be fun just to have a slightly different perspective on things. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then do you think 
when it comes to like booking shows and all that kind of thing, how do you think you'll work as a team? Will it be kind of be a democracy or will each of you have very specific roles? Um, I don't think we have like specific roles just yet. Like there's no, there's no leader and there's no like promo work and there's no accountants. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for now, I think we're just going with the flow and what we, what we can do. Like we're emailing people like across the like the whole city, looking for um, places we can rehearse, oh, places yeah. we could uh, work on our skills more. We haven't really thought about like um, doing a show anywhere just yet because we are like working on our own development and working on our own skills. But like once we have that, you know, in stone, we can start like thinking about where we can book show shows and when we can start like performing to the public. Yeah, I think just trying to find a good space to practice is that's a really difficult thing that lots of uh, teams struggle with. Um, but are you guys all based in the same area? Uh, yeah, yeah, that helps a lot because <laughs> lots of time, well, certainly my team were sort of dotted all over the place. So trying to pick one sort of location where everyone can get to is mm-hmm. not always easy. Uh, but yeah, moving forwards and booking shows and things like that, is, is that just, is that like a bit of a, more of a passion project? Do you think that it could be um, a good steady income or is it more just pleasure? Uh, I think it's a bit of both. I think um, like at the same time we are, we are doing it to um, make, some, make a bit of money. But at the same time, it's more of a passion project at the same time because we all love improv and we just love like making characters. We all love making each other laugh with the jokes we do. And at the same time, I think it's something that we all enjoy. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's like more of a, I, w- I wouldn't say pastime. I'd say more of a, I'd say more of, um, I'd say it's a lot like uh, a nice, I'm trying to think of a word. Um, sorry. I'm trying not to sound like all philosophical. But you can sound philosophical. That's fine. It's more of... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say passion project. It's a, it's a nice way for us to express ourselves in our own our own way. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Now, since you've been involved in improv, what what would you say you've learned about yourself as a performer? Uh, oh, good, good question. Um, I think I've learned how to express myself more confidently. I've learned how to be more, like more, um, more passionate on stage. And I've learned how to use my own strengths as well as my own imagination and how to create characters. Because um, the show that we um, we did for Trev, like for the course people, uh, there was a show we did where one of us. Like it was entirely based on superheroes. So we had to wear like these superhero t-shirts and we had mm-hmm. to create an entire story on a superhero. So the hero was called the the ice cream man. And uh I was the villain called the lactose intolerant kid. <laughs> and I was this uh I'd say like, like a more skeletal kind of villain. Like okay. like more wasn't like more it was like more Batman 1960s camp, not more like Avengers kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, I'd say be confident on, on stage and just be yourself. And 
if you don't want to be yourself, be someone you can just come up with on the spot, I'd say. Awesome. Now, when it comes to character work, I love character work. And if, if I am going to become a character, I'll often put on an accent or change my voice in some way, change my physicality. Mm-hmm. Are you the sort of person that likes to go down the accent route? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I love to do this instead. It's just amazing, all this kind of stuff. And sometimes I like to do a Russian accent. Get myself a bottle of vodka. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I, like, I just love doing the whole um, character building work myself because, I don't know, I don't know what I like about it because I feel like I'm just being myself when I do it. And I did learn a lot from watching TV. Like, my... One of my all-time favorite actors is definitely Jodie Comer. Oh, how yeah. she can use like just accents on the spot. I think I think I'm more of like a visual learner. Like I just I see someone doing an accent or I hear them doing it, and I see if I can copy it myself. And I see if I can replicate it in my own way, which is how I, I like to learn how to do it. Yeah, I've, I've spoken to people about accents and, and impressions and things before, and I think you need to find. There's, there's like a gateway. There's something that you need to do. So yeah. maybe there's a, a phrase that you'll say and that, that helps you get into that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love, I love changing your voice because I think it helps to take you out of the equation more. So I like when I'm in a scene to try and be as un-me as possible. So if yeah. that means that I'm changing my voice then that's like that's a really easy thing for the the person watching to think oh yeah yeah he's he's a completely different person he doesn't even sound like him yeah yeah um so still thinking of of the characters there some people have got like a go-to sort of character that they like to come back to here and there or not necessarily the same character but it's like oh maybe they always favor being like a little old person or they favor being um a, a very specific uh, i don't know like military character or a police or something like that is, is there yeah. something where when in doubt i'll just bring out that voice or that characterization um sometimes yeah uh for example like this monday um I actually was made to uh, be a character called Bob the Gallagher. And the whole Gallagher thing, I just thought Yorkshire accent. Because, <laughs> like, I, I hear that word and I just think Frank Gallagher. And I just, like, um, in the first bit, I was sat down cross-legged, like, pretending to draw, draw a picture on a piece of paper. And um, as soon as someone came up to me, I was like, Hey, Dad, this is me. Pay. This is me taking out the bins. It's a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> like, and as soon as I say that, I just get into it because it's more of like, like the more I build on a character, the more I want to become this character because I just enjoy playing him myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think being a character, I love it because I. I feel like I am them. I feel like I know their backstory. I 100% know um, who who they are. Yeah. And that helps to inform decisions. So 
if you are all of a sudden, oh yeah, I'm this character, I'm in a scene, and someone, someone asks you why you're doing what you're doing, there's a thought process that you, you haven't necessarily thought about it, but you know, oh yeah, I am this person and I'm doing this because, um, and then you know, oh yeah, this person, I know that they've been divorced seven times. I, I know that they're the eldest of seven children. Um, without, without going through a massive thought process, you just sort of know, oh yeah, in my head, that that's what that is. Yeah, definitely. Um, I hope that made sense. I've got, yeah, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I got a bit distracted because my doorbell rang and I was like, oh no, do I need to go and answer that? <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, so a couple more questions before we finish. I just want to ask, when you got into improv, when lots of people get into it for the first time, they think that they have to step into it and they have to have an idea and they have to be funny. Is that how you were at the beginning? And if so, how long did it take to get out of that habit um sometimes yeah I do, I do like get into that position and sometimes like one of the like main criticisms of, of me like I wouldn't, I wouldn't really call it criticism but it says that I get like too focused on like a specific character he says I get too focused on um what like I want to be and I should mainly just go with the flow more but Sometimes I do, I do like get into that position where I think, right, I need to go up there. I need to make as many people as a laugh possible. But it did take me like, like a week or two to realize that I don't need to do that. And I can just go with the flow no matter what. I can just be myself no matter, regardless of what people laugh, what people laugh or not. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I think that sounds like a good place to finish. So thank you very much. It's been great to chat with you, Tom. Yeah, it must be too. And uh, everyone listening, keep an eye out for Tom Jenkinson and see where he ends up. And if he's in any shows, go and have a watch and support his troupe. Tom, a story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you so much to Tom. It's a great chat there. It's just great for me to speak to newer members of the LCI community. And I know lots of people that listen to this are part of, of the regular drop-ins and things and may well know these people. Uh, but from my position, I don't get to see a lot of the, the newer people these days. So it's great for me to, to get to chat with these people. And it's just great to know that, you know, the community is ever growing and ever evolving and improv is there to offer so many people just so much joy and bring together so many people that wouldn't have connected without this improv connection and whether you're in entertainment in any way or working a job that's completely away from entertainment you know it's there and it gives something um, for whoever it's there for it offers them whatever they need to take from it you know we can all we can all take different things from improv and i think that that's just what's so great about it that it's this thing we can all enjoy we can all create these worlds together and we can go home and reflect on it we've all taken something very different from the session and i i think that's quite a powerful thing so yes let's keep championing improv let's keep um going to the drop-ins let's keep going to shows and supporting and spreading the word of improv because people need to know about improv and speaking of that you know there's loads of great opportunities to watch improv coming up sometimes i think the best way to learn 
is just to go and watch people uh, doing what they love and yeah, come away from it and think, oh yeah, I've learned a lot just from watching them. And there's, as I said, lots of great opportunities to watch improv. LCI has the Boss Birds and Friends gig, which uh, happens once a month, generally the last Friday of every month. And the Oikers have got um, a fairly regular gig coming up, it, it seems. Uh, Happy Hatters on the Wirral. Uh, it looks like we're going to be having a gig there, uh, hopefully once a month, so keep an eye out for that. It's an intimate venue, uh, but it makes for a really great uh, environment to watch uh, improv and, and be involved. You can come and take part in a jam as well. There's loads of great things that LCI are putting on show-wise, so check out the website for all the details, the Facebook page and the website, uh, because there's some very exciting uh, improv uh, shows coming up where you can go and just watch awesome improvisers putting on really exciting shows. And I also want to draw your attention to August the 20th because um, for people that know me, they know that I have set up Flincher Funny Bone Improv with Seki. And we are hosting our first live show on the 20th of August and it's, it's called Flincher Funny Bone Presents comedy with a difference and that is because we are sort of merging together improv and stand-up and there's going to be loads of LCI alumni a part of that show we've got the Oikers um, taking part and we've got Melina Fiol taking part as well doing a stand-up routine uh, we've also got a uh, stand-up uh, from Joe Sargentson and we've got our sort of house improv team doing that as well and then hopefully that will go well and moving forward there'll be lots more opportunities for members of the LCI community to be involved and, and be a great avenue uh, to perform in front of uh, a decent sized audience so that's something to look forward to as well so if you can support on the 20th of August uh, then that would be great because if we give it a good platform then it's something that we can make a regular thing and and Seki and I, we just love the idea of giving performers a chance to perform you know, like to an audience because it's such a different buzz that you just can't replicate uh, on drop-ins and things. Yes, you can have a great time every time you do an improv, but when you're doing it to an audience that appreciates it, oh, that is something special. So, LCI, I've got loads of great shows coming up. Keep an eye out for that, but do keep an eye out for that um, 20th of August show as well. Check out Flincher Funny Bone Improv and um, it's, it's going to be great if you can come and support because, as I said, lots of LCI alumni are going to be there and it's just one big happy improv family and what started off in this corner of Liverpool is sort of spreading his wings and, and it, it's uh, going on a journey. So it's, it's ventured into North Wales and... Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be able to offer this opportunity for performers and yeah, I would just love it if, if you could come and experience the fun. Uh, so yeah, summer is here. There's lots, lots of positivity about summer and sunshine and I'm sure there's going to be loads more opportunities for some live improv and maybe lots of new classes and things so keep checking out the LCI website or the Facebook page because 
you never know when there might be something that comes up that just tickles your taste buds a little and you think yeah I'm gonna give that a go uh, so keep checking things out and as always I'll say if you're interested in getting into improv or, or already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the information you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv there is the Facebook page which I've already mentioned so you know go on there and follow us like the page and you'll see all the information you could ever possibly need to see uh, whenever we post it on our Facebook page. And if you are a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show, just like Tom was today, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we'll make the arrangements as soon as possible. Now, it could be that you've got a great idea for a topic for the show as well. Then you can do the same. Contact me, contact Emma, and we'll see if your idea is uh, worthy of an episode of the show. And if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, please don't forget to leave us a five-star review of the show. It's little things like that that really help to give us a boost and get our name out there. Um, as I'm recording this, the, the show is doing well in, in charts and we're currently in the top 40 in the UK and Belgium. And, you know, we actually chart very highly in Belgium uh, quite a lot. Uh, there's lots of different podcast charts, but one we often uh, chart really well in in various countries is the performing arts charts. And we're, yeah, so we're, we're currently in the top 40 in the UK and Belgium. So thank you for everyone that is listening regularly and spreading the word and, and helping to, to give this show a really good name. And if you're interested in following me on social media, see what I'm up to, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook. Instagram and YouTube uh, and now TikTok as well uh, just search for at Ian Luke Jones and, you, and you'll see all things me on there um, I did have a successful weekly uh, YouTube series called Humorous Moment where I just posted one silly little joke every Wednesday for a uh, hundred weeks and I recently decided to repurpose those things and put them onto TikTok so if you're missing my silly little one-liners, you can relive the classics um, on TikTok as and when I'm putting them out there. Uh, so that is pretty much it for today. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Tom and I look forward to welcoming you all back for the next episode where um, there will be another fantastic guest lined up. And that pretty much brings us to the end today. But before I go, here are some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv, and yes, and 